The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello, world. Uh, my name is Jared Russo, and uh, I have been asked by the great Dan Vesper uh, to do something a little special for hoop ball, and that is talk about salary cap leagues, which is not something the internet has particularly taken an interest to. Um, I want to say about a decade ago, uh, me and my college friends read an article um, back on Grantland from Bill Simmons talking about um, he was interested in this uh, fantasy basketball league where Kobe Bryant was on the waiver wire because his salary was too expensive. And that got us thinking about making our own salary cap league where real world salary, you know, the numbers, uh, equated to what you could make your team, you know, can you build it under the cap based on the real NBA numbers, and uh, we've been playing it ever since. Um, Now, obviously, there's a lot of weird caveats. This is very hard to pull off. I don't think there's really any uh, fantasy basketball you know, uh, websites, uh, you know, uh, leagues out there like ESPN or Yahoo or Fantrax or anything that, that does this automatically, which is a huge shame. Um, I don't know what kind of league you're playing in, if it's categories or points or roto or playoffs or uh, season long. I, I, I don't know. Um, I can only tell you what my experience is. I can only tell you how I do it. But uh, I guess for this first episode of the Salary Cap Show, or whatever we end up calling it, for the hoop ball network, I guess we should just sort of figure out what the philosophy is. Uh, just, I guess, talk about it on a very, very basic level, and then maybe get into uh, just some sort of examples of uh, what you're looking for. I guess the name of the game here is value. It's how much production can you get out of a player, and what what are, what are you paying them? How much how much do they cost? And this gets into a lot of real world, real life GM stuff in which you're. You know, oh, Aaron Gordon just signed, like, a, a, a big deal for four years, 90-something. Um, and this allows you to kind of get into that discussion, but also equate it to your fantasy league. Like, oh, I wouldn't want to pay him that, you know, if I'm in a keeper league. I wouldn't want to pay him that much money. I wouldn't want to pay Andrew Wiggins the max. Um, so I think that's the sort of really cool part about doing a salary cap league is you get to feel like a real GM. You get to actually talk about, like, you know, real contracts and their worth and, and team building and practice it yourself. Um, you know, going after rookies, rookie deals, who's in a contract year, stuff like that really matters in this league, which I find fascinating. And it isn't the typical just, like, take the best player, um, you know, oh, it's Giannis and it's Harden and it's... In these types of leagues, those things actually might not be the best route. In fact, in my experience... You can't pay Russell Westbrook that much money. You can't pay LeBron that much money. It's just too much. It's too much of your team's cap. And you're really looking to have a strong roster basically built around the cheapest contracts and the most value. So I guess on a sort of high level, I don't know whether you're doing categories. I don't know if you're doing points. I don't know if turnovers matter to you. I don't know what your scoring is. But at the end of the day, we can sort of assess what the best plan of action is And that typically is the sort of, like, if you're drafting, basically you're looking to figure out, 
should I be drafting the best players and just don't worry about what they're being paid, i.e. Damian Lillard making $39 million or, you know, James Harden making 40 whatever million Or should I be looking for guys who put up decent numbers, good numbers, great numbers, and are being paid peanuts? So I guess in this first episode, we'll just sort of walk through who I'm looking at as the best values, the people you should be targeting, and the sort of who stands out as being first, second round, you know, worthy picks, the most important people in the league, the most coveted in a salary cap league, and they're not who you think they are. So I have a list here, and hopefully no one in my league listens because they'll be basically figuring out who I'm targeting. But the best, best possible person for a little bit longer to get is Luka Doncic. Luka is a top 10 dude in fantasy. You know that he he will stuff the stat sheet and make his teammates better and also win. But he's also being paid $10 million to put up some insane numbers. Uh, Even the people outside of my New York City apartment honking their horns very loudly agree with that. You want Luka in a salary cap league. You also want Zion. I don't care if he's maybe a little injury prone and maybe they rest him because he's, you know, the young cornerstone. You want his production for $10 million. You also want Trey Young and his production for $8 million. These dudes on their rookie deals are worth their weight in gold. I cannot stress this enough. They should be flying off your board if you're thinking about doing salary cap. There is no better feeling than knowing that one of your cornerstones of your team, a guy who would go in your first or second round in a typical league, you're getting them anyways, and you're not paying them an egregious amount of money. For me, if you're paying someone more than like $25 million, like that's getting into like, you better be really worth it. So, uh, Shea Gilders Alexander, $5 million. That dude is a stud. And I really hope that Oklahoma City plays him more and gives him the time and the space and just like the amount of games and not just shut him down to like let his let his freak flag fly, man. He's got a little bit of the Greek freak in him. He's just he's gonna be that dude. And I really hope that they put enough pieces around him to like let him let him shine. Let him work his magic. Let him uh, rack up the assists, let him do his thing. I also think it is impossible not to take Nikola Jokic, 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 the Joker, the MVP. Uh, it's impossible not to take him in a salary cap league because he's only being paid thirty-one and a half million, and he might be like the best player in fantasy points-wise, like in a points league. Um, I play points leagues. I've been playing points leagues my my whole life. I dabble in categories. It's not for me. I'm just not a fan. There's like less control. It's just, like, really hard to, like, know, like, what your team's going to do based on, like, turnovers and shooting percentages. That stuff always bothered me. I always like the fantasy football approach where you just, how many points are you giving me? Like, just, can I just accrue you down into a fantasy point number and just figure out what you're putting up, like, on an average per game? Um, You're going to want to take Joker. You're going to want to take Carl Anthony Towns. You're going to want to take Giannis. And you're going to want to take Jason Tatum and Bradley Beal and and Embiid. Those guys make less than $40 Um, there are only a few players in the league who make $40 million 
or more. And I just, it's it's risky to be paying Steph or James Harden or Westbrook or Durant or LeBron that much money um, if they're not going to be playing every single day, every game, playing their, their hearts out. They're going to rest Durant. They're going to West... Uh, West. They're going to rest Westbrook. They're going to rest Harden. Um, God, Steph Curry's $45.78 million. God, it is so much money, and I know he's amazing, but I just don't think you can take a dude like that in your salary league unless, like, you finagle it where, like, you take him early and you intentionally go super cheap or you maybe go super cheap for your whole draft and then at the very end snag him. He might be on a lot of waiver wires in salary cap leagues. At least in mine, he is. Um, I just also can't justify taking dudes like Tobias Harris or Chris Middleton, Kyrie Irving. They just get paid so much money, and I just don't think they're putting up the numbers that uh, Giannis is, you know, day in and day out. I would rather pay Giannis $39 million than pay Tobias Harris 35 I don't know if Kyrie Irving's going to walk off and quit playing basketball forever to go be an activist for $35.4 million. Pascal Siakam's another dude who I'm not paying $33 million to have on my team ever. Not doing it with for Porzingis. I'm not doing it for Ben Simmons. I'm not paying them $30-plus million. I'm just not doing it, and I hope you don't as well. But Carl Anthony Towns, yes, you pay him that money. You don't even think about it twice. Um, Anthony Davis... It's so weird to say, but he's borderline. He's like a borderline, like, yeah, I, I would take Anthony Davis if he's healthy. And he's, you know, putting in the production. It's so weird to to think about it this way. It really is kind of terrible to think about these people as, like, numbers. Like, how much production are they giving me? How much am I paying them as, like, as like an object? They're not objects. They're people. These, you know, this is their job. And, yes, it is weird that we know exactly how much money they make in a year, what their salary is, um, at least on the court. But, uh... But yeah, like, if you just look at, like, points per million, just, like, how many points am I getting for how many millions of dollars I'm paying them? Um, you want Luka. You want Shea. Uh, you want Trey Young. You want Zion. You want Michael Porter Jr. God, imagine how much he's going to score without Jamal Murray this year. And uh, you definitely want to, if you're creeping into your second, third round, you then you get into this weird dilemma of, Am I taking a guy like Demontis Sabonis, who I'm paying 19.8, and he's giving me great numbers? Or do I start looking in the direction of a little mellow ball and the rookies? Am I paying them less than 10? I think Cade Cunningham barely got over the 10 million mark, but am I paying them less than 10, and, and are they giving me enough production to justify like being a cornerstone, like a top second, third round kind of pick? Um... This is, I think, the, the major dilemma of, of a salary cap league is just where do I take the cheaper players? How do I rank them against the higher paid, more established stars and veterans? Um, do I want to pay Zach Levine $19.5 million for his shots per game to go down because they got DeMar DeRozan? Or would I rather pay Colin Sexton $6 million to kind of, like, prove himself this year on a team that just got Ricky Rubio. Um, I think one of the interesting challenges with this league is you're assessing players and you're comparing them in a different way than almost any other type of league. Like, I don't think you would take Jonas Valanciunas 
super, super, super early in any sort of regular draft, unless you weigh blocks like nobody's business. But in the salary cap league, for $14 million, you're getting great numbers. And he's playing a ton of games, and there's no one taking his job. There's no one behind him like trying to push him out the door. Is he better or worse than a John Morant? John Morant, incredible. And he's only getting paid $9 million. But does he put up the kind of numbers that you're looking for in a salary cap league fantasy superstar? Are you going to invest $8 million, 8.6 in R.J. Barrett and hope that he takes another step and becomes the cornerstone the Knicks need him to be? By the way, I'm a Knicks fan, which means I'm constantly cynical and jaded and paranoid. And I have to root for a team that is owned by the worst owner in professional sports. Don't tell him I said that. I still want to go to their games but somehow not give him money. Um, are you going to invest a fourth, fifth round pick in R.J. Barrett hoping that he becomes that dude? Because eventually you're going to have to figure out, well, are the Knicks going to pay him a max salary? Is he worth the money? Do you give that $8 million and give it to Darius Garland? Do you give it to P.J. Washington? Hopefully this podcast will eventually suss out that information. We'll get you there. We'll help you out. We will break down the difference between paying Bam $28 million versus paying Nikola Vucevic $24 million. I mean, it might be splitting hairs. I'm sure Vucevic puts up slightly better numbers, but he's getting older. You know, maybe maybe rest more. Maybe Bam is just, just going pick and roll crazy in heaven with Kyle Lowry. Um, can you rely on Clint Capella getting paid $17 million? These are the sort of questions we want to dive into. These are the sort of things you should be asking yourself in a salary cap league. Uh, and ultimately, if you want to dive in and you want to do the work and you want to put together a Google Sheet of everyone's salary and manually have to update it and get everyone on the same page, which is a lot of work, it's a pain in the ass, I know I've been doing it for years, um, I think it's worth it. I think I think if you're questioning whether or not you want to dip into this kind of stuff, I think it's definitely it's it's worth a shot. It's worth a try because what other league are you going to look at guys like Tyler Hero and Dennis Schroeder and think, boy, I might take them early in a draft because they're getting paid like five million bucks. <laughs> like it's. It's insane. It's crazy that these players will go before a DeAndre Aiden. They'll go before a De'Aaron Fox. Um, to me, that's just fascinating. It is just fascinating to see what kind of players go where in a draft and, and what their value is based on their contract. Uh, now, I will say, Hoopball loves the Sacramento Kings. Hoopball loves Rashawn Holmes. Thankfully, I got on that bandwagon early, uh, many years ago. God, for He's only getting paid $12 million? What a steal. That's such a bargain. That's like one of the few things the Sacramento Kings have done wisely. My God. Um, yeah, you definitely want him in a salary cap league. That guy's great. Wow, $12 million. That is so good. That's less than Christian Wood, who's on that big deal with the Rockets. That's, that's less than DeAndre Ayton. I think you might end up taking a Rashawn Holmes over a DeAndre Ayton. For me, last season in my salary cap league, I took DeAndre Ayton, I think, in the second round. And I was expecting his numbers from, like, 
early in his career, and then Chris Paul showed up, and his production got, like, demolished. Like, he just wasn't putting up the kind of stats he was the previous years. And it was a huge flame-out. And I wasn't even paying him that much. He's only getting paid 12.6 this year. I don't think it was that much last year. And it was just, like, a huge torpedo. So you really never know what's going to happen, obviously, in any season, in any league. I think there was one year I had Robert Covington, and the Sixers changed his deal from being a $1 million deal to, like, like $18 million. They, like, they like prorated it, and they, like, paid him during the current season instead of, like, extending him. And it completely destroyed my chances of winning that league. So, like, stuff like that just ends up being zany and, and nuts, um, which is great. I also think it's great that in this league, it's sort of like a keeper league, but not really. You're really investing early on in rookies. I think that is fascinating. Like, you're really taking a stab by, th- by saying that, like, Evan Mobley or Jalen Suggs are worth, you know, $6 million, $7 million, $8 million to go in early on those guys, and you're probably going to end up leaving a dude like Kevin Durant for just like, yeah, I'll I'll maybe dabble with Kevin Durant later, but uh, I just don't think he plays enough games to warrant $42 million. In real life, in in the real world, in in NBA, yeah, he's worth $42 million towards the salary cap, but in your league, no, I don't think he is. I don't think the Kobe Bryant's of the world making that much money are worth it in in a salary cap league. So, uh, yeah, that's sort of my, uh, my preamble. That's sort of my my introduction to you, the listener, uh, the hoop ball fans, to everyone, uh, why you should play a salary cap league, who you should be aiming for, what the the sort of strategy is, who I am, what my deal is. I'm just a a dude who lives in New York uh, rooting for the Knicks and rooting against their owner who uh, really loves salary cap fantasy basketball. So I hope you have enjoyed uh, this sort of demo tape, and uh, hopefully I didn't screw it up too bad. So uh, thank you for listening, and uh, for more, follow Dan Bespris on Twitter. Uh, I think it's B-E... Follow me on Twitter at at Jared Russo, J-A-R-E-D-R-U-S-S-O. And I hope you have enjoyed the Salary Cap Show. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.